0: Hello, people. You are now in tune to episode 17 of the DD Football Factory podcast. And today's episode is called Managerial Slaughter. We're going to go. <laughs> we're, going to be, <laughs>
1: we're
0: going to be going through the, um, the latest managerial changes, the possible pending ones, and overall give our opinions on everything. So. We're going to be talking about Norwich second Daniel Farke, Javi getting the Barca job, Conte newly taking over at Tottenham, Dean Smith getting axed at Villa. Why the hell Oleg and the Soulskar still got a job? We're going to be going through it all today. And with me, obviously, I've got my partner in crowd, my co-host on the D D Footy Factories, Footy on Top Show. That obviously airs on a Saturday morning on top of them. D-Man is here.
2: What up, what up? Scared of but I'm good I'm happy to be back on here bro. I'm Jeez. Here. <laughs> Another podcast you, you, go, you good you good yeah I'm good man I'm yeah good, family man. good family's all good family's all good this <laughs> is good the wife the, the, the little boy is good everyone's good man
0: good everyone's stuff good. good stuff and we've got with us you know d d get it done whatever the weather and we've got with us my, my, my mentor my mentor Okay. Oh, uh, god <laughs> <laughs> a, a smart man who, a smart man who not, well, he didn't give up a Man United, but stopped investing as much money into the club as he used to because mm. the owners make him sick. We have the, the podcast general, yeah, the social networking Godfather. pro, the guard MC, yeah, Jeez. yeah, We've got stealth and shoot the defence in the house. Round of applause. Come back, drink oh, chaps. Come on. Come back, drink chaps. Round, round, of a, round of applause. <laughs> yeah? Now we gotta we've got to give you your flowers, because I, I was just watching Drink Chaps, D- Drink chaps with Kanye Weston. I feel inspired. So we got, we've got to give we've got to give you your oh, flowers. We've got to give you your flowers, man. (laughs)
3: Thank you. you I do do feel a bit like Kanye West recently. (laughs) (laughs) I've made the breakdown (laughs) parts. At least least you've not got a trim like him, though. I'll tell you what. you have got more hair than I do. I'll tell you that for now. Remember,
0: if you've got anything to say in regards to what we've discussed or any questions for what we're going to discuss, then uh, make sure you use the hashtag DD40Pod and... um, get in touch with us and let us know. But we'll, we'll start with um, D-Man's team before we go on to Stell's team. Eddie Howe is in charge now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the new, ca- the, just like you getting excited watching Crystal Palace train, the, the, I, my timeline has been flooded with Newcastle fans excited at watching your training session because they see you're actually passing the ball and keeping it on the ground. Oh. <laughs> um, I <of> <laughs>
2: Stood still is no good. You've got to create space. Yeah? We haven't heard or seen that in years. Yeah?
0: We all know the football's going to be better. But yeah. we'll... Can he definitely keep you up? Look, like a lot of people have been critical. I'll still talk after you, because obviously anyone that's listened to shoot the defence in the last four years knows he calls Eddie Howe Eddie Hype. (laughs) And he's clearly not his biggest fan. But what Howe lacked in... I'm a Howe guy, right? What he lacked in regards to his um, defensive work and his tactical work, I think I heard he's went away to spend time with some foreign managers. I think he spent some time with Diego Simeone, Simeone. um, if I'm not correct. Can he keep you up, D, first of all? And secondly, is it, with the fact of the former um, Bournemouth staff at the club at the moment, will it work perfectly and he be able to get the best out of players he's managed
2: before, like Matt Ritchie, um, Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson? Um, Well, first of all, if he doesn't keep us up, It's not his fault. Yeah. This is it's the fault of the old regime, Steve Bruce, Mike Ashley, and whatnot. But do I think he'll keep us up? Yeah. I'm actually quite confident that he will. Um it's gonna be very, very difficult considering where we are at the moment, 19th. I think we've got like five points or something like that. Only one or two teams have ever done it from this position before, maybe just one derby. Um but we've got a good Run of games coming up. The next four, three of the next four games are at home, and they're against teams that we can, we should be looking to beat. Um, I think he will keep us up. Um, I think that the the relationship that he's had with Fraser Wilson and um, Richie. (laughs) um, would put him in good stead. I know he, there was rumour that he fell out with Fraser at like end of his, his tenure and that. I, th- I think that was more because of the, the board and the
0: contract talks
2: to him yeah. rather than a yeah. personal feud between them. So he dropped him because he wouldn't sign the, yeah. uh, the new and deal. Like most Newcastle fans, like for the last, I don't know, four years I've been studying all these these interviews, these, these, you know, training methods that he, he, he implements and stuff like that. And, it's just a breath of fresh air to be honest and I think that will give the whole club and the players a huge boost initially um, and if you can get a few results up until January if we're to believe what's been in the press with this um, Emilano coming in, um, I don't know if wrong, but if he comes in uh, or any director of football mm. um, to, to acquire some some good buys in January to steady the ship with some Premier League experience I don't see why we can't do it from the position that we're in at the moment, it's not it doesn't look impossible. It looks bad, but it's not impossible. And anything's an improvement on what has been happening for the last ten games of the season, <laughs> this season. Not only has it been dross, but we look unfit. We don't look like we have a plan. Whereas we know that Eddie Howe is obsessive about tactics, about improving mm-hmm. players. Um so I can't see how it won't be an improvement. And I believe he will he will keep us up. it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a bumpy ride and we all know about his defensive frailties with Bournemouth but like you said he's been away and studying someone like Diego Simeone who was the most one of the most defensive coaches <laughs> man, it, it can't be a bad thing it can't be a bad thing so um obviously we've got to, we've got to have the likes of Wilson and St Maximum fit for the majority of the season um, and I'm sure even he should be able to tighten up our back line and do something with our midfield. If he can do something with our midfield that will help the defence as well yeah. um, and help the fluidity of the team, I don't see why we can't do it. I don't see why we can't do it. Do, do you think, um, D, before I go on
0: to Stell, he will do something like try and bring in... might be hard, obviously, because if Bournemouth have given Scott Parker the power, that he didn't have at Fulham, it might be tricky. But do you think he'll first, before he goes properly into the market to spend money, do you think he'll try to do something like getting like Jefferson Lerma from Bournemouth, one or two of the people that he bought to Bournemouth first before he tries and goes to get
2: other people from other leagues in Europe? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he um, brings a couple people along because I know when he first was at Bournemouth, he mm-hmm. bought um, people along from uh, throughout uh, through the ranks and stuff. I, yeah. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if one or two faces appear. Um, and let's be honest, those players' names are better than half the, the, the squad that we've got now, so it's still been improvement. So, it wouldn't surprise me, um, but the key is to get a director for, in place well before January. Mm-hmm. And so, we have a... We started to get a plan together, but it needs to be in place in time to start, you know, approaching players. We're, we're linked to you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry at the moment, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. who's making these decisions because we ain't got a direct football in place. So it's like, it's just pure speculation at the moment. Um, you, I know we've got it. a bit of help in that, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm positive, I'm optimistic yeah. anyway.
0: still, do you still
2: think, do you think as
0: these alluded to in the director of football, do you think if they had a director of football in that
3: Eddie Howe still would have been the person that they picked? It's a difficult one to say because I think it depends on who the director of football is. Let, let's get it right. Um, football mostly is jobs for the boys. If you look at every new manager that comes in, they're bringing their own backroom staff. They bring yeah. in everyone. So if there's a technical director coming, look at Spurs for example. Petr- Petraci that came in. Yeah. Obviously they wanted Conte being the first guy, but then yeah, they got yeah, yeah. they got uh, Nuno and that obviously didn't work out the way that they wanted but then they got Conte eventually so slowly slowly that's how things work so if Newcastle brought in a director of football before bringing in their manager I I honestly believe that a director of football would have had a say in who comes in because they're going to want to work with someone that they know yeah so do you think, Cow? <laughs> we're
0: not going to go too deep into it because I know that you can slaughter, and we all know the name of the pod but we know that you can slaughter Eddie Howe but you said what, it must be two years ago now. I think I was even on the episode, you said Eddie Howe will get the Newcastle job. Yeah. So first of all, can he you give... Can you give me first of all? Can you give me the lottery numbers for Saturday? 217, (laughs)
1: but (laughs) tomorrow.
0: No, but what what made you think that it would be him that would get appointed? Because obviously he was still with he was still with a job
3: at Bournemouth when you said it. I I think because of the job that he did for Bournemouth for a start, he he had a very low budget. Don't forget this was before he was signing the likes of Solanke and all these other players for, for big money. Don't forget, you know, he plays a certain brand of football, which I think fits into the Newcastle ideology. You, we saw yeah. how Kevin Keegan played a certain style of football. Okay, I'm not saying that it's like swashbuckling football, but it's, it's easy on the eye. Yeah. All right, they take risks um, and they rely on on, on very uh, potent forwards, which Callum Wilson obviously is. So that's, that, that was the first reason behind it. And I think the second reason is because um, of who the, man, the the chairman was at the time. Because he always went for the cheaper option, didn't he? Yeah. And I think it would have been a cheaper option to get Eddie Howe. The one thing that would have made me think that Eddie Howe wasn't going to get the job was because of his um, stint at Burnley. And the reason why it didn't work out is because he was homesick. Now, I can tell you this for now. I know someone who is at Celtic. I'm not going to mention the name. But he was telling me in the summer that Eddie Howe was was literally there to sign a contract at Celtic. Mm. But then he changed his mind last minute. And people tell me, oh well, it's because of the whole backroom stuff issue. That that had nothing to do with it. Eddie Howe just didn't fancy going to Celtic for whatever reason, personal or not. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing that would have I would have said that maybe he wouldn't have taken the job uh, because of the locality. That being said, Celtic granted, big club, but they're not a Premier League club and they yeah. don't have Saudi owners. <laughs> there you go. Well, so he's gonna get paid out whether they stay up go down whether he gets yeah, sacked yeah. or whatever so it's a win-win situation for him and let's be 100 on it it's a very brave decision for him to, to go there to be the first manager to be in charge under this regime, regime because yeah. everyone's gonna be saying well he's got a, a, a you know a watch chest to spend that that's not how it works newcastle might have about 100 150 million to spend in january and i highly doubt that they're going to spunk all of that no way yeah.
2: so yeah
3: that's that's the long answer to your, your question
0: yeah yeah so in regards to, to it's, a, it's a do you think he's in danger because the bookies are doing numerous different eddie house specials some have even set and bets where they don't think he'll last at the end of the season. Uh, do you think uh, there's Do you think there's some form of agreement in place, even if Newcastle do go down the, that he will still be in a, in
2: a job. Well, obviously we don't know the ins and outs of it, but we, when um, Emery was linked, there was talk of a relegation clause that um, Newcastle could get rid of the manager should they get relegated. Yeah. I mean, some of Emery's stature would I'm hopeful he'd have a clause and say if we do get relegated. I can go whenever, regardless. Yeah, of the point. yeah. Um, I don't think if, if the worst was to happen and we do get relegated because Eddie Howe has experience in the championship and promotion, mm-hmm. I don't see why we would want to get rid of him. I think they trusted because A, you wouldn't get a big manager anyway to, to, yeah. to manage in the in the championship, but B, he's probably the best guy to bring us back up. And we will spend a lot more money if we get relegated because they're not going to settle for being in the championship for what more than one season. So, no, I don't think he'll leave. I think minimum 18 months he's going to be there. Minimum. But I I expect him to see out most of this contract. And should he do well, they might extend it after 12 months. You never know. But... um, I'm 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 content with it at the moment. But I don't think I don't think he goes anywhere if we get relegated. No.
0: Do you do you think we were both listening to Talk Sport last week when various <laughs> was, <laughs> was it was, was it was it Thursday D when various fans were ringing up and they were saying that oh some were like yeah get big get big Sam back in um, yeah. get what get Wilder and what not <laughs> look at look, look at stuff <laughs> do you think some fans. Are a little disappointed with, because of the Emery talk, though so as unrealistic as it seemed to go from Steve Roose to a big name.
2: Do you think some of the fans are a little dis- are underwhelmed by the appointment? Yes and no. If if let's be realistic, when the takeover happened, you know you, you want to throw out all these names or what, what? They were just fanciful names like Zidane's, you know, Conte, them kind of people there. So when talk came of Emery, that oh, okay, like, this is a this is an elite manager mm-hmm. who, Champions League quality, going to take on risk on Newcastle. You can't help but get excited. Whether you like the style of play or, or nothing, that, but you know that, you know, you're taking back to the Arsenal days when they had a 22 match on being run, talking to a final and stuff like that. From where we were, 19th in the table, to be linked with Emery and it was, looked like it was going to happen, mm-hmm. of course you're going to get excited. Yeah? So, when it didn't happen, there's a sense of deflation regardless of who you're going to get. Unless you're going to get a bigger name after that, whoever you're going to get linked to after that is seen as a step down. But when you when you digest it, like most Newcastle fans have now, they're not going to shy away from the fact that they got excited about Emery, but how seemed like a better fit at this present time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the more people, the more Newcastle fans look into him and realise what he's done, the more excited they got because they realise it's a step up from Steve Bruce, yeah. They and you, and you put it in perspective, like like newcast like Newcastle fans said. If you're told at the beginning of the season that we'd be taken over and Eddie Howe will be our manager, you buy hand off, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So it's like put it into perspective. Yes, we're excited now. They they've run various polls on social media, and I think 96% have said you know they're happy, excited about it. Yeah. They've seen what they've seen a bit about what he's about and stuff. So. Now it's not seen as a as a as a, a plan B because they spouted all this stuff in the press that you know it was between him and Emery and you know to cover their tracks whatever. Yeah. But I believe I genuinely believe his injury was quite good anyway. Yeah. because yeah. could cause have what seen what he's about. Yes, Emery was the favourite because that was about his CV more than anything else. But if you're going to talk about relate relatability to the to the players yeah. and someone who's got experience at the bottom end of the table, they're not much better fits than Eddie, and who's going to play good football as well. Yeah. Because no, he took everyone's concentrating on what he can't do to an extent, but you can't
0: overlook the fact he took them from the bottom of League Two to the Premier League, and in their f-
2: if, mm. if this was if this was a Klopp who done that, yeah, he'd be shying from the rafters. <laughs> and, and if you made a movie about it, it'd be a blockbuster. Yeah, it?
0: yeah. So, and in their first season, I think it was the fifteen to sixteen season, they had a. Bag of it was either fifteen sixty or sixteen seventeen. They had a bag of yeah, it was fifteen sixty. They had a bag of injuries, and he still kept them up so easily that the last three or four games he switched up the team, and they still finished... And they up, beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the, <in>? yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> one one you, I think it was Glenn Murray called the winner, wasn't it? But the yeah, with, 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 with the appointment, mm-hmm. the, it's, it's like. If you, if you look at football, like the Premier League recent history, right? You had, you had Chelsea with uh, Abramovich came in. They had Ranieri at the time. Abramovich gave him a year. And then once that year was done, they brought in Mourinho because Mourinho just won everything. But the thing is, Chelsea were a Champions League team. So they were going to be levelling up. They, they weren't yeah. going to get, uh, I don't know, like a fucking... Uh, who, who was a low-league low manager? <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? They weren't going to get yeah. just anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Man City, what they did when it was Shinawatra, it was, uh, he came in then they had Ericsson, then Mark Hughes came in and that's when Mansour took over. And they still gave Mark Hughes the money. He brought in Barry, brought in Tevez, he brought in Adebayor. And then when that didn't work, bang, was it Mancini that came in? Yeah. It was Mancini. That's when they started spending on Aguero when Ferguson said no value in the market. They bought silver, the IR2 rate. Newcastle are in that situation to what City were in. City weren't punching you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. So yeah. Newcastle are in a similar situation. So they're not going to go in and, and, and try and bring in a, a stellar name for a start because yeah. immediately the expectancy is up there. Yeah. So they're going to want to bring in these big names. It's like uh, D Man when, when you're on the show with Lee Clark, and Lee Clark said Newcastle is going to bring in someone that's not like a massive name, but someone that can get them playing football, get yeah. the fans back on. So don't get me wrong, like that that, that stadium can be rocking. I've been there a fair few times and they effectively are the 12th man. I know it's a cliche, but that club, definitely. Um, And they're going to want to see pretty football, aesthetically pleasing on the eye. And to be honest, I don't... Okay, while the results are important, I think the fans would rather go to a game, be entertained and say, right, we paid our money, the team gave it their all, all right, we didn't win the game, but we saw progress. Right? And that's what Eddie Howe's going to give you. Now, I called it Eddie Hype. Because certain <laughs> men that are on TalkSport now were talking about this guy being the next England manager. I'm thinking, hang on, Sven goran Eriksson shit himself as England manager. Yeah. He was being followed everywhere. Yeah. The England manager's job is a poison chalice. Yeah. You got Capello, one of the greatest ever managers. Man- Manages yeah. everything yeah. there yeah. is to win. He's managed not, not just like big teams, we're talking about big players. Yeah. Ronaldo, Lickham. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Maldini, all these players, Costa Costa Curtis, yeah, and even he was getting pelters from the British, from the English press, yeah. So, how are you going to talk about Eddie Howe, who was just about kept Bournemouth in the Premier League as the next England manager? That's stupid, it's absolutely stupid, right? But he's taken that time out, all right. He didn't, okay, Bournemouth got relegated, but if you look at the previous years, what he did was nothing short of a fucking miracle, right? And you know. They got that respect. He earned that respect. But he's taken time out. And obviously, he's done his studies on whatnot. And he's learned more about the game. And I'll tell you this for now when you look at that Newcastle squad, okay, from say 24, 25, you're not going to say this player can get in that team or a Man City or a Liverpool. But when you look at Dubravka, he's saved them so many points over the years. Fantastic yeah. goalkeeper. LaSalle, he's gone a little bit downhill, but I think it's a confidence thing. He can be a solid I hope so. defender. I, I, I think he can. I think he can. But you've got John Joe Shelby. Mm. You know, he can play ball. Almiron is a fantastic footballer. Um, Willock. We saw how well he did back in the last season. Yeah. Uh, Sam Maximan. Callum Wilson. And <clears> these <throat> are just four or five players that, you know, and all you need is like maybe five or six that can really dig you out of the mind. Newcastle got that. Yeah. Don't forget also, While I while, before I forget, you can practically say, there's only two teams left to go down now because I think Norwich are done. And when yeah, you're talking are. about preparing for life in the championship, I think the next Norwich manager, which we're obviously going to go into, is going to yeah. be the next man because they're preparing for life in, in the championship. Yeah. Newcastle like, right, we know that there's two more relegation places up for grabs. We're going to bring in a manager that plays good football, that can get big results. Because don't forget, he beat Chelsea away. He beat Man United at home. Didn't, I'm sure he beat Liverpool at home as well. Was it 4-3? Yeah. Three? Three. Thanks, Noel. Thanks, <laughs> no, Stanislas scored from a corner against you like for fuck's sake you know? <laughs> you know come on so what I'm saying is like this is this is like a, the OJ Simpson glove moment you know where you know, the glove will fit that's that's what it is with, with Eddie Howe and I, I can't see them going down and and as for the transfers if you look at the players that are contract in the summer Tarkovsky yeah. he could be a signing yep uh, Jesse Lingard is another one. Yep. There's so many other players that are possibly, you know, still like talking about signing a new deal. I don't mm-hmm. think Eddie Howe's going to go and look for like someone like fucking Icardi or all these other. people <laughs> They're going to want players who know the Premier League. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get them out. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, They might yeah, want yeah. one or two that have got that little bit of individual brilliance, but you're going to need four or five players that will come in and say, right, we know this league, we know what is expected of us and we're just going to do a job. Yeah. It's that simple, really. I don't think it's a bad bad um, yeah. appointment whatsoever. Okay. I think it's, it's an it's an intelligent, calculated yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do I. So, so do I. Let's stay in the quagmire then, because I was actually
0: going to go to Man United, but let's stay in the quagmire while we're there well, to, to, phrase, to, phrase, to phrase. Big Sam. You've just mentioned Norwich still. They get their first win in 21 games going back to the 19-20 season. And then three hours later, Daniel Farke is told to fuck off. Basically, sorry, I had to do it. So, so. I had to do it. So, but Farke is what? Not in what, job what? anymore? I don't. I don't get that because because if they go down, he's too clearly too good a manager for the championship. I watched them last season. They were head and shoulders, not all the time, but. Okay, will get Sheffield Wednesday because that's mum's team moment the way and whatnot. They were head and shoulders above most of the division. So if he's still in charge, regardless of what embarrassing things they do this season in the Premier League, they're going to come, they would come straight back up anyway. Frank Lampard is the bookies favourite at the moment. And you know, sometimes there's favourites, but then there's, they
3: must have heard something because the odds, I think he's eight over 15 now or something like that now. Yesterday, Darren Huckabee was the favourite See, it's changing the day. They him from the academy earlier on last season. I think. Oh, so, interesting. It was 61 so, yesterday. So, so in
0: regards, so in regards to that, I'll start with you on um, this one. Still, would Lampard be a good appointment for them? Would he looked at as too
3: much of a step down from managing Chelsea and playing Champions League football? Well, he came from Derby, didn't he? And they're practically bust now, aren't they? So, uh, look, put it this way, he. he He's not going to walk into Aston Villa. Let's, let's just say that for now, right? I know that's obviously segue into another one, but you know, I think as I said, the next manager that comes into Norwich is going to be the one that's going to be preparing for life in the Championship. Now, this is a perfect opportunity for Lampard because he gets to see this team. He knows it's a, it's a win-win situation for him because he's on hiding to nothing for a start. Yeah, yeah. so if he keeps them up, it's a miracle. If yeah. they go down, well. Exactly. But that gives him enough time to prepare for the championship, which he, he's fully aware of. Yeah. What would be interesting for me is who he brings in from the back room, for the backroom stuff because I know John Terry left Aston Villa beginning of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and yeah. I think he was like their defensive coach. Yeah. And I was talking to the, the guys on our podcast last night and I said, saying, Well, maybe he'll go with Lampard, but they were like, Well, no, he'll want a job for himself. Yeah. So maybe get no,
2: I don't think him and Lampard get on. I don't well, think there you go. go. What what, what what's hap- what's happened though? They used to, you know, you they like, were.
0: Maybe Holland and Christie. No, stop, no. Leave
3: it, leave it. Like I'll the you. With, um, with Farker, they were doing exactly the same thing as they did when they were in the Premier League last. Mm. that's that's the thing that frustrates me about Norwich because we can see that they, they obviously can play football yeah. but the thing is they play football too much yes you know I mean and that's the problem he didn't he didn't um, solidify them defensively yeah he was more focused on bringing a, the, the, the second choice Greek left back and a 20 year old <laughs> from Balk, who's pretty decent so this is a good player but when you're relying on on, on um, Pookie to score you the goals, mm-hmm. he's not going to get you 10, 15 Premier League goals. And you need someone to get you goals. Newcastle, I've got Callum Wilson that can get you those goals, but they've yeah. got Sam Maximum. When you look at Norwich, who's going to be the next guy to get... Four or five or even six. Out well, of it, would,
0: it, it, would, it would be Cantwell, but apparently 4K Cantwell had a bust up. These
3: are of the contract. He's out in the summer. Don't be surprised uh, if he goes to uh, Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. Mm, because, apparent, because
0: apparently Cantwell is not been training to the best of his ability or something like that. But what obviously, as you're saying still, is that he kept on chopping and changing the team. Like, the team they played against Liverpool on the opening day of the season, it's completely different to the team that was playing, just chopping change. changing. And the only person really there that can see that, OK, I see what he's doing a bit. Obviously, you've got Aaron's at right back, but Norman as well. I think Norman's alone. loan. He's small on the weekend when they beat Brentford. He's decent, otherwise just chopping and changing. don't know your best 11, chopping and changing. I don't know how you expect the players to pick up um, the confidence of that, but you've got the win.
3: So I don't know what's happened that they've sacked him. It makes, like... Surely he'd sack Warrick in time. Well, I honestly believe that they sacked him before the game. I think yeah. that he, it was because, yeah. as I was saying on the pod yesterday, so to, to bring that up again, yeah. when, when you've gone through so many games without a win and mm. you finally win, you'd expect the manager to be on the pitch, hugging the players, punching the yeah. air, going to the
1: crowd. True, but like- yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I didn't even do the interview and it was a bit...
3: Yeah, so I think yeah. he knew the writing was on wall. I think it was pretty much done before that. I think they just said him, look, just go out, this is your last game, and um and uh, just see what you can do and then just kick on from there. But you know, I think not replacing Buendia was criminal. Yeah. Absolutely criminal.
0: Well Rashid Rashika was kind of meant mm-hmm. to be the
2: replacement, wasn't he, for um Buendia. let's be real though, let's be real. Pound for pound. Mm. Norwich are the worst team in the Premier League when you look at the, 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 the makeup of that, that squad they're the worst team in the Premier League so to me what did they expect We everyone knew mm. it, miracles may happen but the moment they come up we knew they were they were going to finish bottom of the Premier League mm. yeah so if you sat this brother now alright you you're bringing Lampard Championship experience whatever you didn't get Derby promoted with the Championship mm. in the Championship he did a decent job at Chelsea, don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's a completely different kettle of fish with Norwich. What is the expectation? Because you're gonna come up, you're gonna go back down. Because no respect, who's coming to Norwich? You could have you could have Newcastle money, bro. Who is going to live in Norwich? Yeah. <laughs> no one in their right mind is gonna go and play for Norwich. They, I, 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 they, they like. want,
0: how dare you? They want to teach DDSwiss cooking. How
1: dare <laughs> you!
2: <Yeah>? But, <laughs> and on that, if Lampard goes there, you're gonna have your manager worth more than your owner. <laughs> well, about 66 million yeah, the thing is, like
3: when when any team comes up to the Premier League, their remit mm. is to okay, obviously to stay up, you know. But if you look at teams like Burnley and Brighton and clubs who have been in the Premier League who aren't fancied, so to speak, they've always been difficult to beat. Yeah. Always, they they'll get men behind the ball, they'll they'll invite pressure, mm-hmm. but they'll have in, enough bodies. And, they, and they'll they'll put their bodies on the line, they'll throw their bodies in front of yeah. the ball and that yeah. kind of stuff. Daniel Farker isn't that kind of manager. Yeah. But he has Levit Lampard. But what's to say laps. that he yeah. what's to say that he hasn't learnt, though, like Eddie Howe? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he's he's had you're right
0: still, but he's had a time away. Um, than than Hal has, but yeah, you're right. He might. Have, we don't know. He might have learned, He might have got on the blower. He, 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 <laughs> so. he, did, he did better at Chelsea without any money than he did with money. Did with money, yeah. But that's because he wanted food, didn't he? He wanted rice more than Havertz, and the board wanted to get Havertz in. Well,
3: so I mean, be, be that as it may. If he, if he does come in, I'm I'm pretty sure he will. Do, as I said, you know, like with Sean Dice getting men behind the ball and just relying on the counter attack, but they don't mm. have the players to do it because, as I said, Pookie isn't quick enough mm. from from you know, in a sprint over 30 yards, he's not going to fucking outpace most defenders. <laughs> I'd, seeing, like,
1: what? <laughs> I'd <beat him. laughs>
0: is that D is that obviously you've just said that they're pound for pound the worst team in the home but. Is there any chance before we move on to the next club? Is there
2: is there any chance that they could sell? They have a chance because they're in the league, bro. But that's about it. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Nah, bro. I'll be very surprised if they don't finish bottom, rock bottom of like this league. Like, oh, god. but again, depends who they bring in and and who they can bring in in January. But now nah, I can't see it. I can't see it.
0: Oh man! Right, let's go. <laughs> let's go to Aston Villa because I was out at a first communion on Sunday, and when the news broke, you would have thought that someone had just passed. Everyone was like, hey, actually oh my God, hands on the head, like it's their club and whatnot. I'll start with you on this one, D, because a couple of weeks ago, I think it was actually in the FPL group, you were saying that, and they'd only lost, like they've obviously five in a row since the Man United win, but I think yeah. it was only after like the second defeat or whatever. You said Steve's, Sorry, Dean Smith, rather. I well, said Steve Smith, that's a flipping basketball player. Um, you said Dean Smith better watch himself. Why did you think that if it was only two defeats in a row after they'd just
2: beaten Man United a couple of weeks earlier? Um, because when you look at that the landscape now, like I believe that Newcastle's um, situation has changed the landscape of football now. Yeah? Because now, Every club wants to get a head start on Newcastle before the inevitable happens, yeah? yeah? And they start taking over and whatnot, yeah? Now, with Villa, the way I looked at it is that, yes, they've sold Grealish, Mm -hmm. but when they brought in those players, the three three or four players that they brought in, Mm -hmm. a lot of people expected them to be around sixth. Minimum yeah, minimum possibly minimum better. Minimum People
0: minimum. Were talking, possibly better. We know the hype around right. Leon Bailey, etc. Nah. Bonilla hype with Arsenal, yeah. and that. Yeah. So when
2: they started losing, my my thought was, if this continues for another couple of games, the owners are gonna look at this and say, nah, because I don't think, I think they were very surprised at how we did in the first place. Yeah. You know? And if you look at it now, not only do, do teams want to get a head start, they want a particular type of manager. Yeah, for, for various reasons. So, everyone wants this continental kind of manager, you know, tactical, whatever. But also, they want a, a, a decent name that can attract players in the long run. Because they, they've got money, Villa really got money to spend now. Let's be honest, they've got money to spend. Now, if you're, if you're trying to attract, not a superstar, but a top player, Villa still have a name, don't get me wrong. But when they say, right, who's your manager? And you see Dean Smith, yeah? But then you've got likes sort of Klopp, Pep, Conte, you know, uh, Benitez, those kind of managers. He hasn't got that same kind of pull, yeah. So I personally believe that these owners are looking for excuse to sack him, because let's be honest, five five defeats isn't the end of isn't the end of the world. Mm. Five defeats in a row makes it look better. But because Villarreal are going that way, and in the Premier League, there's not there, there's no room for error now. There's yeah. no margin for error. You need to act quickly to, to steady the ship. And I think that's why I thought it, it's not looking rosy for him. Injuries haven't helped. Don't get me wrong. With, Danny Ings, something doesn't even seem right with Danny Ings again. Yeah. Um, but And Leon Bailey's been in and out with a couple of injuries and stuff. But mm. it just didn't seem right to me. And I thought he could be next on a chopping block. And lo and behold, after five defeats in a row, after the fourth defeat, I said he's definitely getting sacked. If he loses one more game, he's getting sacked. Yeah. So no surprise to me. No surprise
1: to me. They they did
0: show some real fights though in the um the second half against Southampton. Obviously, it was too little, too late. But have the have the board acted too prematurely here, or as do you say, because of the fact that I believe obviously now Newcastle have come in, but before Newcastle's owners came in, only Man City and Chelsea apparently had more money than. Their owners. What, what, what are their what are their expectations though? When they look at the other teams in the league, what is their expectations? The,
3: the, the thing is right. They I think they've made the decision at the right time because <clears throat> let's be hundred percent honest, right? Had it not been for Hawkeye not working against Sheffield United, Villa, they would really have got relegated, you know. So <laughs> he he got life on that one, didn't he? <clears throat> um, and if you look at the amount of money they spent. Since he's been in charge, I think it's around about 230 odd million. Okay, people will say well, they made a 100 off Jack Grealish, but mm-hmm. you know, signing players like Wesley for 20 odd million and signing um, uh, Tyrone Mings for 21 million and a lot of his signings, while they did well, you could just see that defensively they weren't a, a, a unit anymore. And, yeah, people say they beat Man United and they did this and they beat Liverpool and they did this and they did that. All right, fine. But, you know, sometimes some managers catch a break. But then afterwards, that luck runs out and you see what they're really about. Now, I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but I think Villa have acted um, accordingly and they've done the right thing because they know it's the international break. It gives them a bit of time to, to look for another manager. And then January comes. And then they can do some more some more deals there. Mm. Um, I don't think they panicked, but at the same time, when you lose that amount of games in a row, for me, it, it's not a big thing. I, I follow a team in Cyprus and they've been managers who have you know, lost four games in a row and they've been sacked. Well, they've been managers that have been sacked after two days. So yeah, for me, yeah, this, yeah. this ain't anything, anything new. And people say, yeah, it's the Premier League because it's a different thing. But no, it's a results industry. Mm. and. When you look at the amount of players that he's brought in, especially this summer, people will say, oh, Jack Grealish hasn't replaced him. Well, Jack Grealish wasn't the be-all and end-all of it. He signed a fantastic goalkeeper. You know, that back line, Target and Cash, I don't know what's happened to them, to be honest. Cash has uh, been all right, but Target just got, called up, yeah. just got called up to the Polish squad, by the mm. way,
0: mate, Cash. But what the hell has Matt Target been doing?
3: I, I don't know. I didn't in <laughs> the first week I got rid of him. That's the young came in, you know, Douglas, Louis, in. Douglas Lewis is a brilliant midfielder, but he gets he, too many bookings.
1: bookings.
3: Um, Ollie Watkins is hit, miss or maybe. <clears throat> Danny Ings is meh. The only shining light is uh, Cameron Archer. And, yeah. you know, don't know what's going to happen with him. He's been called up to the England under-20 squad, but mm. is he going to get the opportunities to play? I think he should, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a, it's a it's another step up. So, Again, if they're talking about Steven Gerrard coming in, mm-hmm. their, their their levels of expectation go up because he's got Rangers into the Europa League. Mm-hmm. He's won league, the, the league title in Scotland on, on a shoestring budget mind. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. A whole season unbeaten. Mm-hmm. And he knows the Premier League. Do, so, yeah. Do you think Gerrard will work, Dean? Because for me, myself, I
0: think it will either go really well I don't think there's any in between. I think it will go really well, or it could
2: end up being disastrous. <laughs> think, isn't it? It's a catch twenty two in it because, you know, some see as you know a, a stepping stone to to Liverpool, hmm. um, but on the flip side, hey, that, that, does he not want to finish the season with Rangers and see if he can bag another couple of trophies? That's what I was thinking. But then if, if but then. If he does stay, he misses out on the chance of managing the Premier until he hopes Liverpool come knocking. Yeah. But if it if if it does go wrong, then he's blown his chance for for Liverpool. But in the same, what is what is Villa's measure of success? Because this is what I'm saying. What is a good job if Gerard goes there, getting him into Europa, like bagging a, an FA Cup? Like a, I personally believe. I think he should take the role, yeah, mm-hmm. I think, from a selfish point of view, I'd love to see him manage in the Prem, mm-hmm. but it'd be interesting to see how he can, uh, because Rangers play very good football, don't you, he's, he's got yeah. Rangers playing good, exciting football, Yeah. if he can transmit that to Villa mm-hmm. and keep and make them solid, then he will be a, a and he'll have, they'll back him financially, Yeah. and does he have the autonomy to bring in his players, it's all, it's, it's all ifs and buts, but I think he'll do okay. I don't, I just, I don't seem doing a, a, an outstanding job because an outstanding job is breaking into the top four, and he's not really yeah. do that. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if, if if he can get them to a, Europa, a, a constant uh, Europa place, around right. sixth place, then yeah, that will be deemed a success. It's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult for any manager coming to the Premier League now. Mm-hmm. Because the standard is so high, yeah, and expectations are so high. It's gonna to be tough, but I think, I think, I think it will be a, a decent appointment. I think it'd be a decent appointment. I think he can handle it as well. I think that his style, when
0: you watch Rangers, especially in the Europa Games, they sometimes shoot out into like two, three goal leagues and then start like letting goals in. I think he starts kind of aggressive, and I think that it might have some similarities to what Smith has done. So I don't. I think he should stay at Rangers still. I think he should stay there. But
2: sorry, does he make a jump? But does he make the jump from Rangers to Liverpool eventually?
0: I, I, I think he see. will I think one day he'll be Liverpool manager, but from Rangers to Liverpool no, I think there has to be a job in between. Um, um, so this might be it. I'd prefer him to go abroad for obvious reasons. <laughs> but um yeah, that might yeah that might that might be the case. But who, who see this we've got the soothsayer here, yeah, the head of shoot and defense media. <laughs> Put out a name. We're gonna give you on film just to create your Eddie to create your Eddie Howe moment uh, for the Villa job.
3: <laughs> uh, for the Villa job, I, I Roberto, I, Roberto I, Martinez. I no, not he won't leave the Belgian job. I can find out though, but um, um D, D Man Schreuder Fonseca. <laughs> no, look, put, put Villa Villa have look, Villa conceded twenty goals this season. Yeah, I think only Newcastle and Norwich have conceded more than them, mm. right? But they've scored fourteen, which mm-hmm. is more than Leeds, Brentford, Southampton. No, Brentford have got fourteen as well. It's more than Arsenal.
1: Arsenal more scored than, thirteen. Yeah. More, than yeah. more than Southampton.
3: More than Brentford. Brentford have got thirteen. More than Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, one behind Crystal Palace, so they can score goals, mm. but it's just tightening, it, tightening it up at the back. Mm. Um so they obviously need someone to come in to do that. And what the one thing that grates me the most, and, and Steve Air said it. Did with, you just say it's a or a or a, no, 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 no. Did no, you just no, say Saladas? No, 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 no. What what, what grates me, and, and Steve Ayer said it more eloquently than than I probably will, is that um Villa have a set piece coach. And um I I remember the game against was a game that Danny Ings was against Newcastle, wasn't it? The, the scissors. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Even Steve pointed out he goes, they, they threw a long ball into the box, Guy flicked it on, and then Danny Ings volleyed it in the back of the net. But a couple of minutes earlier, they tried exactly the same thing. But this is a tactic that teams have implemented for decades. <laughs> So why do you need a set-piece coach for something like that? I mean, Man United got a set-piece coach and they conceded like five goals from set-pieces in three games. You know, so the, these new job roles are just weird. So you're going to need someone that can coach defensively, but also offensively. And I, I don't see why Steven Gerrard shouldn't get the job if if he's interested in it. That being said, as you guys said, Rangers are in Europe. Why, would you want, why do you want to go from, you know, doing relatively well at a big club? Because Rangers are huge, man. They're massive. Mm. They're a huge club. So Aston Villa, okay, Villa are also a big club. But in the situation that they're in right now,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Villa, Villa to me, Villa are in no danger of getting relegated. Yeah. I don't think that they're not, they're, they're, they've got too much quality. I think they're, they're, they'll be fine.
3: It's like, well, I just don't know. That's a, bit, a bit of a dangerous thing to say, man.
2: <laughs> 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 to say.
3: <laughs> too too, too <laughs> good to go down. Midlands were settings in the <laughs> late 90s. All, all, all it takes is one injury for that goalkeeper, and they're done. Even, they're done. even, even
0: he, by the standards he's set now from the last three months of Arsenal with nineteen twenty and last season, he's been a bit off. To start the yeah. season, those those first couple goals against West Ham and some of the other business he's been doing, it's like he's got a hangover from Argentina's Copa America win. Well, um, yeah, you, know. Know,
3: you know, I said before that there's there's potentially two places to go down. I yeah. think you can you can narrow that down to one now because I honestly believe that Watford are going to go. Yeah. The reason why I think Watford are going not just because they're not good enough, they have this, the tendency of sacking managers. Yeah. Like, just like that, I, I remember. Well, one season, I think they had four managers: Malky Mackay and um, what's his name, Yakanovich yeah. or whatever. So I can't see Ranieri lasting. Yeah. So they're, they're going to get rid of him. The potter's going to get rid of him, yeah. and then they're going to bring in another guy, probably someone from Spain, second division team or whatever. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, can, you you can count them as a, a team that's going to go down, and don't have Troy Deeney to to bail them out again.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. They, they were they were unlucky on. They were a little unlucky on Sunday,
0: I thought. But um, let's go one, two. <laughs> Still with your time. <laughs> this is a safe place. You can vent. <laughs> okay, so we've, been, we've been recording
3: for how long now? Have <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're, we're probably only halfway through with what you're going to have to say here. Mm-hmm. We're going to Man United. And mm-hmm. D-Man will not be present for um, Saturday's show, right? He's got some family business to take care of. So <laughs> I'm going to let him say his piece here. And then I can obviously paraphrase on Saturday's show. But I'm going to start with still because it's his team. Um, how are all these managers, and this is why it's called Alphabetical Sauter, getting acts left, right and centre? And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been beaten at home by, Manin, um, by, sorry, by Afton Villa, who we've just spoken about been slapped 5-0 by Liverpool. He could have got more, but had mercy on them because they clearly didn't want him to get sacked. Been beaten by Man City. And remember, when Moyes was in charge in the 13th to 14th season, the catalyst to him getting sacked were the fact he got beaten within two weeks, 3-0 at home by Man City and then 3-0 at home by Liverpool. Is is this Ferguson having too much power? What,
3: why is Solskjaer not been sacked? <laughs> Because because Solskjaer is a safe bet for the owners because he's a yes man for a start. And on top of that, you know when you see these action movies, when you see like a a, a, a shooting scene where like a man will have a gun but he'll use a, a dead carcass as a shield. Yeah, Solskjaer is the carcass and the, the glazers are behind him, you know, because he, he's protecting them from everything, right? You see all these glazers out. Forget the glazers out thing. It's not going to happen. You can protest as much as you want. These guys, you never hear from them. They never talk in the media. They're never. They're hardly ever at the stadium. They're in Florida doing whatever they're doing, fighting crocodiles or whatever the fuck they do there. (laughs) So you can say what you want about them. You can tweet what you want about them. But the fact is, they're not going to leave. Okay. The only reason they'll leave is if. Uh, the club isn't generating enough money. And as we've seen, the Premier League continuously renew the these these um, TV deals. Man United always have some kind of commercial partner or some new deal. So they have the, the pull to bring in money to appease the owners. And on top of that, people continuously renew their season tickets. Mm-hmm. So there's still revenue coming in. When that stops, that's when they'll say, right, it's not worth it. But they are. And let's be honest, right? All it takes is one or two signings. It pacifies a load of supporters and everything's rosy until there's a loss or there's a bad performance. And then it's just, you know, it's just repeating it. You know, when you have a child... You, you 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 feed them, you put them to bed, you change their nappies, they wake up, they're hungry, you feed them, they shit, you change their nappies. It's, it's the same sort of thing. It's the same sort of thing. So, Solskjaer hasn't been sacked because originally they saw him as a long term plan. He, he started off well as interim manager, went like 14, 15 games unbeaten. Then he got the job full time. And that's when I said, in okay, fact, beforehand, I said, you watch when United get their first loss, what's going to happen? And this is where we are. Now, I saw a stat that he I think 20% of Man United's Premier League defeats have at home have been under yeah, yeah, source guy, yeah. Which is I mean that that says enough. But it isn't just down to him. I said it from day dot, he's tactically inept, he's not the man for the job. Yeah. He's there as a he's great as man management, don't get me wrong, he's brilliant at dealing with the players, but from a tactical perspective, he's shit, right? So what you're looking at <laughs> is someone from your backroom staff that can Take the training sessions. Well, I look at Michael Carrick and he's sitting there with one of these. You know, I don't know who he's talking to. Bluetooth <laughs> you know, He's playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Phone a friend every time. You've know you got Kieran McKenna, who I've heard should be training juniors. You've got Mike Phelan, who in the last 30, 40 years of his time at Man United, the best thing he's done is wear shorts. I was
2: like, i pop that balloon.
3: And pop the balloon. Yeah, so oh my God. <laughs> um, but but it, but it's it's deeper than that. You look at the technical director, who's Darren Fletcher, and Darren Fletcher, who's look at different clubs with technical directors, Salihamidzic at Bayern Munich, Petraci at Spurs, etc. etc. You never see them on the training field, but you've never seen them in a training kit on the pitch with the players, being involved in training sessions. What is this madness? <laughs> Right. But that, that's just like the administrators, administrat- like the coaching side. You look at someone like Richard Arnold, who, you know, was um, working for Saudi Telecom many years ago. And this is Man United, who are opposing the Newcastle takeover. But this is the same guy that was bringing in Saudi money since 2008, for fuck's sake. You know, I, I can go on. Um, and, and then it obviously doesn't help when you've got real Ferdinand in the media bigging up his mate, uh, Gary Neville, who sacked about 15 managers. At Salford, yeah. Man United shouldn't be sacking this this particular guy. You know, Paul Scholes is starting to say things. Roy Keane is slowly starting to say things. Even Rio, Jesus Christ, Rio Ferdinand, he, yeah. he, he, he was saying before, build the statue of Solskjaer. Man United are back. Now he's saying, maybe it's time to pass the baton. Well, or is, Rio, the, is it? at the will, baby. Yeah. But Rio, is it? Is it past the baton or is it, well, you got to stick by and Make your fucking mind up. Like, Or do you not remember things these days? <laughs> I mean, you're good at forgetting stuff. <laughs> um, but the, the, the club is a cesspit. And, um, you know, as I said, the, the, the owners are cowards. They're cowards because what they do, because they don't know football, they bring in people that they assume know the game, like Edward, for example, who's a fucking parasite. He's leaving... But yet they're still giving him a job as a consultant. Yeah. Go figure, right? And he is uh, be, his mouthpiece is fucking Neil Ashton. Um, that's another story for another time. You know that whole thing with the uh, with the attacking his house that didn't happen. That was just the sun were there because Neil Ashton fucking told them that something. is a plant. It was, it was anyway. Um, but like I said, they're cowards, um, and um, you know because they're happy for Ed Woodward to take the slat to take the flak. For Solskjaer to take the flat, they're they're living an easy life. And that, that reflects on the players. Because what happens is, and we had this with Mourinho, we had this with Van Hal with David Moyes. Players were hiding behind everything that was happening. They weren't taking responsibility. Yeah, you might see Ander Herrera come out with a tweet, I'm sorry, one matter sitting under a tree writing a poem. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll try harder next time. We'll try well, listen, that's 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 ridiculous. And a lot of these players they have agencies doing their social media stuff yeah. these days anyway, as we saw with Bruno Fernandes. That's yes, what I was just TV. about to say. They didn't log out on Bruno. On top of you know, <laughs> Harry Maguire and and it, Rodri told me this yesterday. I couldn't believe it when I when he told me, then he sent me a link. Eric Bailly put up a photograph of the yeah, O Go. Yeah. Saying I'm so what the what is this? Like what what is this? So these players, it's not the first time. These players are hiding behind all the bullshit that's happening. So, as I said, Solskjaer is like that carcass hiding, protecting the players, the owners, his backroom staff, even Ferguson, right? This guy, right? He needs to fuck off, honestly. <laughs> he needs to stay well clear of this club, right? And the reason why I say this is because with him loitering, loitering around like this old man in, a, in an old people's home that's struggling to go find his cafeteria bag or go to the toilet, right? The longer he's there, the more the club suffers. Because let's not forget, had it not been for Ferguson, don't get me wrong, he brought the club immense success, but had it not been for Ferguson um, when the Glazers took over, he said himself, if the, if the deal goes through, I'm resigning. Well, if he'd stuck to his word, would the Glazers have got the money to take over the club? No, they wouldn't, because the banks would be like, fuck this, this is the greatest manager in the club's history is going because of you guys. Why can't we trust you? Ugh. But when we sold Ronaldo, the writing was on the wall then. That's when the alarm bell started ringing for me because I knew the Glazers in 2005 when they took over, they were going to run the club into debt. But when they sold Ronaldo, that's when I knew that the problem was going to start. Not because they sold Ronaldo because that was his dream to go to Real Madrid. But you cannot replace Ronaldo with Michael Owen, Gabriel Overton and um, and Antonio (laughs) Valencia. <laughs> you can't do that. But then it, it got worse. It snowballed and what what, what Solskjaer is now is what Ferguson was then. He was the carcass protecting the Glazers. You know, they, they I remember they gave an interview with him. It was the it was the summer city signed silver, Aguero, and Yaya Toure. And they were asking him about transfers, and he says, Well, there's no value in the market. Well, they signed Aguero for how much was it? 16 million? It was silver for less than that, and Yaya Ture there or thereabouts, mm-hmm. it wasn't massive money. But you're spending seven and a half million pounds on Bebe who <laughs> when, a year before was playing at the homeless world cup right he <laughs> <to> joined Vito Guimaraes <laughs> he hadn't
0: right. even seen had see him play it was
3: just of this is what I'm talking about you know the the murky side of football when you see who the club aligned themselves with as in um George Mendes mm. who had Nani who had Anderson who had Ronaldo you know, we 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 were interested in in Bebe. He moved to Gimarish. Gimarish offered him to PSV Eindhoven for two and a half million. They said no. He then got George Mendes, and then United are signing in for seven and a half million pounds. Where did that money go? <laughs> because you got to pay signing on fees and agents fees. And I'm pretty sure if if I'm just assuming here, so this is this is conjecture. There's no there's nothing factious here, uh, factual here, but based on what I know in the game. Certain people get certain percentage cuts. Like, for example, when, when Sam Allardyce dropped Ravel Morrison because he asked him to join him and his agent, and Ravel Morrison said no. So what happened? He sent him out on loan to fucking QPR. right? So I wouldn't be surprised if Ferguson got a little brown envelope from the Bebe signing. It wouldn't surprise me if you got an envelope from signing various players after that, because when the Glazers took over, David Gill was, was still there, don't get me wrong, but Ferguson was effectively pulling all the strings So it it was down to player signings, player departures. And don't get me started on the Wayne Rooney debacle. Don't get me started on that one. So it's been a clusterfuck since, what, 2008 and 2009. I knew this was going to happen, right? But with the impact that social media has, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has things to say. You hear hot takes here, hot takes there. The fact is, this club is in the mud. It's in the fucking mud. And before I end this, Do you remember in the early 90s when Liverpool were going through a little bit of a funk? You know, they had uh, Graham Souness, they had um, Roy Evans, and then Hulia came in. When (laughs) Souness and Roy Evans were there, you wouldn't hear Alan Hansen saying, well, you know, you've got to give them a chance. Alan Hansen was like, no, they're not doing well. This is Liverpool. (laughs) They need to level up. Mark Lawrenson, who's a little fucking mouse, even he grew some balls and he was saying things. So why are these players at United why, they protect, players, why are they protecting because they have their own interests because Gary Neville has hotel football and they have an, a, an agreement with Manchester United Football Club because Rio Ferdinand has got his little fucking media company or whatever shit that he does yeah. and he doesn't want to upset the powers that be now he's starting to slate Woodward because Woodward's going you know. but he still mates with him yeah. so they all have ulterior motives, motives you know and this is where <laughs> Manchester United are at the moment as I said it's a clusterfuck but it is it's it isn't just social, it's everything, everything. And I summed up how many years worth of problems in the space of five minutes. <laughs> I think you've lost a few pounds there. So. No, but, but this 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 is this is this is like you know when you when you're sick in your own mouth and you swallow it, yeah. <laughs> This is what I've been doing for many years. I've been yeah, repeating myself years. time and time. Again. It's regurgitating the same fucking shit <laughs> time and time again. But I'm glad I was able to summarise it in one segment because I'm tired of doing it brick by brick. I just want to build Rome in a day and I've done it.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> now, D, um, look, the, if if the Liverpool defeat wasn't bad enough, that that was just embarrassing, right? But some expected it... <sighs> Me and you and a few others got drawn into the fact that the Man City game, that Man United might actually do something. So when yeah. we were giving our predictions, I thought, no, actually, no, Man City are going to slap these guys, yeah, and they're going to yeah. give them a footballing footballing lesson. So, I don't know how, considering what happened against Liverpool, and considering the, the home defeat that's often at Villa, and just in general, they've played this season, because their results have relied on the yeah. opponent's their opponents are missing chances. They've very yeah. rarely been the better team this season. How can you look at that on Saturday and think that there's a way out of it? Because it have been now Arsenal who lost their first three games of the season are now over Manchester
2: United with a zero goal difference. <laughs> Listen like that, perf- that performance there, that that performance there was worse. Than the Liverpool one, yeah. <laughs> for various reasons. Now, I think there's a. I think, what's this? After the twenty-first minute, United didn't have a shot, or they didn't have something touching it in in
3: Man City. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, Man United I don't, I don't. had more shots at their own goal than at City's goal. There's a word United. that we use in Cyprus. It's
2: rezili. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> but this is how you know that. That Pep mocked it, yeah. Big, big derby game. The man made no subs. Yeah? <laughs> that shows you it, it was a walk in the park. First of all, I say this for time. Do not wind up Pep before a big game. Mourinho learned the hard way. Ali's yes. now learning the hard way. Yeah. But for you not to be to make a sub in a big derby means it's a walk in the park. Now. United had one shot on target, was the Ronaldo volley. Yeah, yeah? but like everyone said, it was a training session for Man City. Yeah. Now, for that alone, after the, the conceding five to Liverpool at home was bad enough. But I have City come here and walk the ball around. Yeah, <laughs> the way they did, the man should have been gone at full time. Yeah, but like like Still said. There's so many reasons why. Like, because first of all, how do they keep giving this man a new contract? I don't. But you can see that he's out of his depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, he's tactically next. There's no, there's no um, identity in the team. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. They're Individual like moments, maybe. Yeah, Individual moments. Under Steve Bruce, bro. <laughs> about, you know, They rely on quality. The only difference is they have superstars that can build them out, Basically, yeah. now. I know that the, the, the problems stem from way up top, but if you take it from from a from the, the pit on the pitch, you can't tell me that another manager can't get in, can't come in, and have them players playing properly, like yeah. have have them playing as a team, yeah. yeah? Because once they do, they'll be dangerous. There's so much components in that. There's talk of, of playing Sancho, training with Sancho at right wing back now because they but, but does that even
0: surprise you, do you? Because when you you saw the thing they did on Monday Night Football the week before last, Sancho has the most presses in their team. Yeah. But- so, <laughs> so what are they doing? Because so am I wrong. When Ole first took the job, I know they had what looked like an easy run of fixtures because they played that card in Huddersfield and whatnot were Man United not pressing to a point because they were pressing so much they would get injuries. So what's the, happened to that?
3: What, what's the, happened? The, the injury started, not because of the pressing, but because they brought in Mick Clegg and Michael Clegg as the strength and conditioning coaches. And United, for many years, even under Ferguson, oh. a lot of players couldn't play a full 90 minutes. They were mm. knackered yeah. right, because the fitness levels weren't there. So Mick Clegg came in with Michael Clegg and they battered the players in the gym. And that's when the injury started happening. But that's normal because you got load, volume. And then after a certain amount of time, the players start getting used to it, right? And then we didn't have that many injuries. But the thing is, as D-Man said, a better manager can come in and get so much out of these players. Just look at the ineptitude. Look at the goal against um, that Turkish team last season. Oh, yeah. well, they were on the
0: halfway
1: line. Yeah. What's going on
3: right. there? Look at the 4 2 4 against Atalanta in the, in the, in the first <laughs> half. Right? Look, this 5 3 2 system that he decided to play, it's almost as if he just picked it out of the blue. It worked against Spurs because Spurs were dog
1: shit. Yeah. Right? yeah so they, their,
3: their manager was on the way out, right? He tried it against Atalanta, it failed. Varane got injured. He went to a four, two, three, one, got out of jail. Yeah. He tried it against Liverpool. Well, it wasn't against Liverpool, it was against Man City. Right, mm. and you can't play that system against Manchester City, especially with the midfielders that he had, because what City were doing was very, very clever. Right, they're getting the ball out wide as quick as possible because mm. they knew that Fred and McTominay and Fernandes were no way near <laughs> intelligent or quick enough to track the runners What, what did Fernandes do on Saturday? What, like, what did he get? Fernandes well, <laughs> is a very good player, but that's it. That's it. And people will tell me, yeah, well, he's, his stats and this and that. Yeah, you can do it when there aren't any fans in the stadium and there's no pressure, mm. right? But when you've got 50, 60,000 people bombarding you, let's see how you act. For me, he's one of the most overrated players in the league at the moment. Okay, mm. At the moment, okay? Mm. Don't get me wrong, he's bailed United out so much. However, since Ronaldo has joined, it's almost as if he's starstruck. Mm. There are some occasions where he doesn't pass to him. Mm. Right? And that infuriates me. Now, I'll tell you this for now, right? And I know I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, right? Um, Kieran Trippier was nailed on to join us in the summer. Nailed yeah. on. But then Ronaldo joined, and Diego Dallo, who was this close to joining Borussia Dortmund, he's still at the club. How does that work? Let's see who his agent is. <laughs> you know? Look. I'm going to let D-Man talk in, in just a moment. But the final thing I will say on this, right, is that there have been so many United fans over the years saying, you know, the Glazers have taken money out of the club, which is true. But they have spent money, albeit the club's money. They have spent money. There's No one can tell me now in 2021 that the Glazers have not spent money. Again, albeit the club's money. Yeah. Maguire, uh, bissaka Bisaka. Mm-hmm. They signed Phil Jones to a new contract because it's cheaper to to do that and sign so a new defender. Varane, Luke Shaw came in for thirty million pound. Right, yeah. Fred came in for close to sixty. Yep. Sancho is seventy million quid. He's on the bench. Ronaldo, yeah. he's okay. He's fifteen million quid, but you're still spending money on his wages, however much that is. Yeah. Right, Cavani, he's going to be on big wages. So yeah. they have spent money. Oh, so, God. Pog, oh blimey! forgot Oh, I forgot Ooh, that he was God. a United Ooh. player. I completely forgot that. (laughs) My goodness, oh Jesus! So the money has been spent. Yeah. But I don't think it's a coincidence that we've been successful under two managers who play, albeit negative football, but they've got results. Mm. Van Gaal and Mourinho. Mm. And the reason why Mourinho went is because the plain and simple, he fell out with Pogba, and Ed Woodward had to make a choice. Do you? keep Mourinho who is a bit divisive and can cause a shit storm but he'll win you trophies yeah. or do you keep the cash cow who is the Adidas poster boy, oh boy. Which, you know are sponsored by our, our manufacturers our, our, our Adidas Paul Pogba who is worth what 20 million just in social media alone mm-hmm. right is the face of Pepsi he's the face of this he's the face of that well, you have got a choice, and which, which one you're gonna go for? You're gonna keep pomper, aren't you? And and that that for me that's still a mistake. And people are gonna disagree with me saying, Oh, yeah, but you did you see the football that Mourinho? Yes, I did see the football, but I saw the trophies as well. Yeah, I saw the trophies, it wasn't yeah. anything special, but that, well. that was that was yeah. progress, that's stepping stones. Yeah. And same, so like if Eddie Howe wins NFA FA Cup, mm-hmm. right? People are going to be like, oh, well, you know, he's a fucking miracle worker. But because of Mourinho and he spent £30 million on Bayern and this and that, yeah. some of these players Mourinho signed weren't even his signings. Exactly. But again, I'm done with this exactly. thing. Sorry. Sorry, back to you, D. So what
0: exactly What exactly has to happen for him
2: to get Axe? I think he has to... If you if if they come, it has to be something drastic. Like if they get to Christmas and they're like ninth in the league or something like that, mm. yeah, then they then they'll sack him. But I believe I've always said I think they're gonna wait till the end of the season, mm. wish him goodbye, and try to mm. go for the Ajax manager. I think that's because the, I'm not defending Man United the, mm. the board and stuff, but I think what they don't want to be a Chelsea, yeah, and and just just higher and higher fire, higher fire, but they want in their rise, I think, especially with Ferguson there, they want someone who's going to come and actually instill, either follow the principles of the old Man United. No, no.
3: Stop. 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 <laughs> stop. This, this rhetoric about the Man United DNA is bullshit. Because people forget that for 26 years, United didn't win the league. For 26 years, United were a cup
2: team. This yeah, Man but, United DNA is bullshit. Yeah, but, sometimes, <laughs> but the thing is, the, the same way, the same way Wenger introduced the Arsenal DNA to to a certain extent. And that's why they're always trying to get managed to play that kind of football. I think United want someone who's going to A, give the youth a chance and B, play good football and C, be successful. And they haven't got all three right yet. Don't get me wrong, I don't think they're going to get it right for a very long time. But I think that's their excuse because if they get rid of Solskjaer now, who do they bring in? That's not like a merino because they've been burnt before in their right? eyes. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm not keen on Conte. Mm. Pochettino ain't a proven winner anyway. Mm. Yeah, there's no one really out there. Zuzu, Zidane. I think it's Zidane. I think that's and the you one. It. You don't, they want want it. Exactly. They don't want him. You so don't want him exactly. Don't want him. Because he's a, a smart man. That's right. Mm. They talk of Brendan Rodgers,
1: mm.
2: but why is that? Because yeah, favorite Brendan, football. Brendan's favourite now. Mm. He's built. He's built a culture at Leicester. Yeah, like they see him, that, that he would fit the mould to a certain extent. Brendan Rodgers or the axe manager mm-hmm. but in terms of Solskjaer he knows he's protected because like that he's taking all the shots and he's willingly taking all the shots mm-hmm. the man says he enjoys he enjoys being criticized yeah he enjoys the negativity <laughs> he enjoys the, with a smile on his face you could get to, he said he said I thought <laughs> he said you
0: thought United in the game against Liverpool until the fourth goal went so in <starts>.
2: So oh, all, like, all the folks on far the, the Glazers and, and them not like getting like murder, and they're happy that now because he's not gonna yes, he wanted to a midfielder rather than Ronaldo. But he, he can't come to the, the board and say, Get me this man, get me that one. You, you hold no clout, bro. You're a yes man and they have to learn your plays and he's happy to, to pay that position in the long run. He, yeah, well well no 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 no. Learn your plays, get on the field and do your job in it and, and we'll keep you in, the, in in a job for a while. He's not losing, bro. He's not he's,
3: <laughs> you, 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 put it this so way, right? If you want to talk about his his tactical side, great, because it's it's, it's non-existent. But I, th- I think. I think the the, the the defining moment was the uh, Europa League final against um, Villarreal yep. when David De Gea was given instructions where to dive to save the penalties and it completely ignored them. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't forget, don't forget these goalkeeping coaches. They spend hours with the with the um, with the analysts to look at to study information, statistics, everything because that's that's important in the game. And this guy is going on instinct. A guy that hadn't saved the penalty for like three years. What fucking instinct is that? I think what? it was five or six at the time. Bro, <laughs> I'm saying this for now, yeah. Oleg and Solskjaer on his iPhone, on his Apple Music, in his car, <laughs> he's got that, that seer tune, titanium, you know, bulletproof, <laughs> nothing to lose. That, that is what he's got over and over again. Because he said something interesting the other day. Gav Marcotti said it on, his, on the podcast on his podcast on Monday. He said, um, Solskjaer says, with the crit, every every time he's criticised, he gets stronger. And I'm sitting the thing, bruv, are you Optimus Prime? Have you got energy on you
2: I just thought I don't understand how they can afford to, to to keep for that much longer, knowing how further and further away they're getting away from the last of Chelsea, Man City, mm-hmm. and Liverpool, and all the other teams are making changes to catch them. And like, even Arsenal, like you said. Arsenal above them now, whatever. Spurs have made a managerial change. Yeah. They're in real trouble not making the top four. That's like, and that's a real thing. They talk about Ronaldo's gonna breathe if they don't make the top four. <laughs> <laughs> like, wake up <laughs> and smell the coffee, bro. You, you but, are in
3: big trouble. When, when when Arsenal brought in Arteta, <laughs> me and Ro- me and Rodri said you got to give this guy a chance because he knows ball and he knows how to get the best out of even the most, you know, average players and. All right while that was his first major job you can tell that he is cut from a different cloth to a lot of the bang average managers that are there and it's taken him time all right he won the cup which gave him a, a step execution so to speak for last season but this season you've seen that granted their signings haven't been stellar so to speak but he's getting the best out of them ben white looks absolutely a revelation ramsdale was all well, the goalkeeper's been brilliant I, really, I, I I, I you know I hold my hands up. I thought he was going to be a disaster, but he's been brilliant. Yes, for man. me, and I've been saying this to Rod, just go to Brighton and say, look, let's get Graham Potter. Let's get Graham Potter. Because mm-hmm. I'll this for now. He knows that's to shut up shot. Mm-hmm. He knows that he know the in-game management is brilliant. Yeah. Like he can play three or four different systems in one game, which Solskjaer can't yeah. even fucking do in, in one <laughs> season. Right? Get this guy. And I know that the, the task is huge. It's a huge task. But this is a manager that's that studied board. Okay, fair enough. You know, Solskjaer was at Mulder. Well, <laughs> well Potter was at Ostersons, and he did well there. Mm-hmm. You know, why not give an opportunity? We've seen Brighton take major scalps. Alright, he, he almost would nick the winner at Anfield, for fuck's sake. They're one of yeah. our more
0: difficult opponents in this league. Last season, especially at the Amex, for large portions of the game, they played us off with a the pitch. They played yeah. better in the draw at the
3: Amex than they did when they beat us 1-0. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, someone said to me, well, you know, what about Ronaldo? If, if Graham Potter comes in, for example, what about Ronaldo? He's not the kind of man that will listen to manager. I'll tell you this for now, regardless of what people say about Ronaldo, he will listen to a fucking manager, especially a manager that knows...
0: That he's tactically astute. Because <laughs> you saw him a couple of weeks ago mocking Oli. <laughs> <laughs> No respect, bro. That's that's <laughs> and, and every time only substitutes him, you have to explain to him why he substitutes yeah. him. <laughs> this is
3: it. Like I said, this the is a you, you, <laughs> you need to clear it. You need to wipe the slate clean. You need to get rid of Ferguson. You need to get rid of the backroom stuff. You need to just yeah. start afresh and say, right, you know, get no one that's associated with the club. No one that's got any emotional <laughs> ties. Because that's the main problem. Because then you've got a lot of fans that are very... Very, what's the word romantic? Or, or romantic yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, it's all romantic, yeah. But they want someone that knows the cloud, but, 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 know,
0: but, but still, you've hit the hit on, on the head to end the United bit because we'll do our last couple before we wrap up. you hit on the head. People were saying things like, Oh, God bless Ole for restoring us and all he's done for us after Mourinho and whatnot. I'm thinking, What? but Mourinho got you trophies, he hasn't. You're talking like as though he took them from the relegation zone to the Champions League. That's the way some of the all, from big table obscurity to the Champions League. I don't understand what they're talking
3: about. Dean, what, what affiliation did Klopp have with Liverpool before joining and What affili- affiliation <laughs> did Guardiola have at City? What affiliation <laughs> did Conte have at Chelsea? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So again, it's this weird, like, this, this weird rhetoric where it's like, oh, the United way, and you've got to play with wingers, and you've got to play with this. <laughs>
0: He's brought oh, my, ex- my. he's brought exciting football back apparently.
3: Uh. This is the thing like we need, we need to step out of this stupid mentality. You know? <laughs> All right, the Man United way is to play like with Newcastle. You play entertaining football, fans yeah. are happy, whatever. Well, you can get that with Potter. You yeah. can get that with with a lot of managers, but yep. Solskjaer is not the man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not here saying get rid of him, whatever. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> that's that's how about, I, I, I couldn't give a shit. But if you can't sit there complain and tell me that, all right, he's a club legend, so he deserves a blight. I'm sorry. All right, thank you for what you've done as a player. You got us a Champions League that's by it. scoring a goal in the final. Thank you very much. You've had your you've had your fun. You've had your your you know you you won your um, what are they called you know those those bike lights that you got from the Frosties. <laughs> you've won that. You've had your good time at United. You know, but the fact is you spent a shit ton of money, yeah. Right, like you've appointed the backroom staff that are just so so incompetent, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And yet you're laughing and joking after games. I remember the Everton game when we lost 4-0 and he said heads are gonna roll and they're gonna be players here that are gonna leave. Well, a lot of them still here, <laughs> you signed Paul Jones on a contact extension. <laughs> anyway, right, let's let's do one last two. <laughs> You know, the best Norwegian manager is at is like Omonia, he knows I'm a f***ing entitled. Hey, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, Just yeah. United DNA test though, there it is. Nah, he won't go to Man United, you know? there, isn't, there isn't a beach that he can walk across first thing in the morning they get heckled by old men telling him to play 4-5-1. I've had stories, man. I've had stories. Oh yeah. my <laughs> well, Why you not play
0: four plus <laughs> one? Let's do one last two and then wrap it up. Obviously, he was linked to United job, and there were rumours that he was waiting for. Um, uh, what's it? He was waiting for United's call, which is why it took so long for him to go back um, so to, um to take go back and take Tottenham's offer antonio conte getting the tottenham job um apparently he was saying when they approached him in the summer it was too it was too, it was too much it was too close rather it was close proximity from him leaving into milan um d is this is this gonna work like he, he could already see him with that European game. You you won't see me watching Europa Conference League, but I had to watch Tottenham's game. They started off, they went through New up. I changed the channel to watch Leicester and at Moscow, and when i turned it back, it was free too. Like there's a lot of work to do there defensively, and then they've Listen. drawn 0-0. Is is it gonna work? Is he? Some people think he'll be gone in eighteen months. Is is it? Can this work?
2: This relationship. First of all, look, let me just let me just this thing about too soon after Inter yeah it's nonsense <laughs> yeah the money wasn't right at the time yeah now the money's right yeah I'm good to go yeah will it work personally nah it's not going <laughs> yeah he's talking about oh I've been assured that they're going to give me money I'm going to make the decisions of who I want they're going to give me money to spend bruv they told Harry Kane he could leave yeah, if the money he was right. Yeah? But I went back on that gentleman's agreement. Don't get me wrong, Conte's not stupid. He would have gone there, and said, "You know what? I'm only coming under these conditions." Yeah. yeah. And Stevie would have said and would have said them would have said yes, that's fine. But when push comes to shove, I think they'll give him a little bit of money initially. Yeah. But come next summer, let's see if, if he really gets the big boy money to spend. Yeah, because let's be honest, that squad needs a lot of work. Yeah, It's not like back in the day when we used to say that Spurs are the best first 11 in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah most balance of the pot, yeah. 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 you got to sort out of the Harry Kane conundrum at the moment. This man is down tools like Noah. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> His head ain't right. And I don't think the Conte um, acquisition is going to convince him. He still wants out. The problem is, who's going to buy him? Yeah, So he yeah. might as well just suck it up and start playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their defence is shocking, but don't get me wrong. I, and I think that's, that's his main concern. He will sort out defence first. But the problem is, as good as he may make Spurs, can you really see him challenging Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea in the next two years? No. No. So, success-wise, what, top four? Is it? Yes. He could get top four this season because Man United are so bad. Yeah, and West Ham I don't think their squad's big enough to cope in the long run but Yeah, he could get he could get a cup this season and a top four but Conte wants the league he wants Champions League is he going to get at Spurs not a chance not a chance and I don't think he will be there more than two years I honestly don't believe he'll be more than two years I think this 18 month business he probably will see it out but you don't think he's going to clash with Daniel Lee in the long run no. <sighs> Ah. A leopard never changes his spots. <laughs> he's cutting. He's, he's definitely not going to be there in the long term. Spurs, Conte, Spurs, not super. Man's is Chelsea, Inter Milan, Juve, Spurs. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Like, and Spurs ain't winning no title. They're not winning. They might win an FA cup Couple league cup. They're not winning yeah. no Champions League. They're not winning no league. So for me. <laughs>
0: If he doesn't get any of those, it's not a success. Yeah. So it's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> Still, was it going to be another case where um, Conte throws his toys out the pram, or do you think um, there's going to be a form of appeasement, and that is why he took the job because there's an agreement in place?
3: Mate, Daniel Levy is one of the most difficult people to deal with on and off the field, right? You know, we've seen it on numerous occasions where he's fallen out with managers, and you know he's, he's hired and fired. Remember that season they brought in the the Spanish fella, uh that one. What's his name? It was that Sevilla. Juan R- de R- Ramos. Juan R- de R- Ramos. Yeah. yeah. And then they were signing Hutton and all these other players, and again <laughs> signings that like you're thinking these aren't Juan R- de Ramos's signings.
1: So, just M- Mourinho
3: went to Spurs, and when he got the job, I thought, oh they're serious because while Pochettino left them in the lurch, Deli Ali was still a player. Harry yeah. Kane was still scoring goals. Yeah. Son was still banging in. Like yeah. you, could, you could see that he could work with it, but then obviously results didn't go their way because it is Spurs. It's Spurs, right? You've got Antonio Conte, right, who has got... He's probably worse than Mourinho when it comes to a temperament. Right, Mourinho is like he's pretty chilled in comparison. Yeah, you know. And while Mourinho is very passive aggressive in his interview, interviews, Conte is is a utter lunatic. Right? <laughs> he's a tactical genius. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's a fucking loon. Right. This is the guy that was texting uh, Diego Costa saying, I don't. Want I was to just, to I was just about to make a joke and say, is he going right. to text Dani <laughs> But you've beaten to it. So when you have someone like Daniel Levy who. Let's be honest, he's more focused, more focused on getting Little Mix to fucking play at White Hart Lane <laughs> than he used to see Spurs. Well, that, 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 that was what he was saying about the COVID situation, wasn't it? There was mostly talking about the stadium and the impact that, the lack of fans in the stadium, the, yeah. the lack of events, all that kind of stuff. You've got NFL, you've got concerts, you've got whatever, you know, jingle bell ball, or you fucking want to call it, you know? They couldn't do it because of COVID. Now they've got the fans back. Obviously, he's like, lovely, brilliant. Make more money, bring more events in. Okay, Spurs are important in. Don't get me wrong, but they are effectively they're like landlords more than they're more sorry they're more like um, what's the word they're renting the stadium if you think about it really because they're playing once every two weeks whereas you know Ed Sheeran can play there, then Stormzy can play there, then that one can play there, you know. But with with Conte, Conte is going to want a lot of money and not just for to build his squad, but because of the shit that Spurs have got there. You know, Davinson Sanchez, terrible. Eric Dyer, well, the the you know, it's in the surname, isn't it? Right. No, I'm, I'm I'm telling it like it is, mate, because he's terrible. He's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, ben Davis, the left back, right? Regian, what's happened to him? Is he injured? Is he? what's happened to him?
2: No, he's he, played,
0: he played, the, played the other day. He played. He's Spursy now. He's Spursy
3: now. Where is he? He's. Is he still in. alive? And yeah, he's he's <laughs> you know? um, Dombele show, shows signs that he's got natural mm. ability, but it's, it's again, hit, miss, or maybe. Mm. Deli Ali. I don't know what's going on with him. Mm. Then you've got Winks, Skip. What can Conte do with that? What can he do with that? Can Spurs sell all these players? Because he's going to want to get rid of a lot of players. Mm but he's going to want to bring in a lot of players. And when the play looks to play the Conte way, you need to have ball players. Yeah. Players that are comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Out oh, that that Tottenham Tottenham's best 11, you could probably say Romeo's good on the ball, but he's yeah. a fucking lunatic. You could say that Aubameyang <laughs> yeah. is good on the ball, but yeah. he's good for a yellow card. Um Kane and Son, mm. Mora at a push, yeah. Lacazette, I don't know what's happened to him, and Dovbyk and so, yeah, so Don bad bad, it, right? yeah, yeah. So if you're going to be playing out from the back, which is the videos that we've seen into Milan over the years, mm. imagine Spurs trying that with this crop of players. <laughs> right? and what, what Conte's going to do, he's going to batter the players in training. Some of them are going to down tools because they don't like his training. Yep. Some of them are going to get pissed off because he's changed their diet. Some of them are going to get pissed off because of the things that he says in the media. Some of them are going to get pissed off because, you know, he's gone to Daniel Levy and said, look, you're this player's shit. I want that player from, <laughs> from wherever. And... It, it's probably going to go up in, up in flames. That being said, because he's so good at, at, you know, as a tactician, he's probably seen that first training session. He goes, right, he'll do well for me, but in a certain system. He'll do well for me, but in a certain system. So it's about getting the system right. He can't play for it at the back with this Spurs team. I'm sorry. But what I will say, Tottenham's main problem for many, many years has been the inability to keep clean sheets. Mm-hmm. He got that at the weekend, mm-hmm. which is a start. Yeah. But 18 months, I think, again, same with Eddie Howitz, win-win for the manager because he he doesn't do well. His reputation remains intact because it's a poison chalice. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. because of the person that's in charge at Spurs. So it could work both ways. But I'm probably going to end up falling on my sword on this. But I, I don't <laughs> think it's going to end well. I don't think. That's my honest opinion. But, you know, I'm not always right. 99% cool. of the time. Cool. Right, our last one then, um, and then
0: we'll wrap it up. D, it's your time. <laughs> Sergi had the Barca jump as what, interim, whatever, caretaker for one game. And Javi is here. Apparently, Barca have had the funds to pay his um, clause. So, allegedly, he paid part of the clause to get the deal over the line. Um, he's been talking a good game in the press conferences is this going to be a success? Are they going to wait with him and give him more leverage than Koeman did because
2: he is a club legend and one of the greatest midfielders of all time? Oh, or, yeah. Or it's going to end in tears. <laughs> no, they, they, they're definitely going to give him leverage. They're going to give him time because they realise that that squad is not good enough. Um, mm-hmm. The only promising thing about that squad is the youth that's coming through. Uh, Pedri, Gavi, and Fati. Um, yeah. I'm sure he'll promote a few others to the team. He will get them playing a lot better brand of football than that dross on the cream the first week he's going to get rid of half those dutch players as well let's be honest um, <laughs> but, you never know the truth about boss's financial situation so i don't know how much they're going to spend i mean they're talking about renewing dembele's contract wonderful player but he can't stay fit 605 days he spent injured or something like that and oh, jesus so, christ but i i, I, I I do like the way he he, he, he could tell he, he's trying to implement the principles that he, he learned under, under Pep. So he's taking no nonsense whatsoever, bringing it back to the basics, the Barca way, the Barca fundamentals, and on and off the pitch and stuff like that. He's got a big job in his hands. Um, he's not going to be as successful as Pep Guardiola, let's be honest. No Barca manager has been. But my thing is, can he get them back up to a Champions League spot this season? Because mm. it's going to be a tough ask now, and also how he manages the Champions League campaign from here on out, I think that's going to be interesting as well. Yeah, um, but overall, I think he will be successful, and by successful, I mean he will eventually bag a league title. I yeah. genuinely, if he can, yeah. um, let's be honest, the league is not the standard's not very good at the moment, anyway, Even at don't look like that at the moment, kind of thing, so yeah. he. Yes, he will. I believe he will be a success, but it's going to be a lot harder than when obviously when Pep was there. There's no Messi, there's no one like of that ilk at the moment. Um, I know they're banking a lot of hope on, on fatty, but what's what's helping him is that he's got the a lot of the old guard helping him out on the in the back rooms. You've got Danny and Wisery Roll, I think Cuyo as well. Um, and I think somebody else as well, I can't remember who it was, but. Do okay. I'm, I'm I'm happy that he's there. I think his timing is it Qatar that he was in? it, um, yeah Alshahed, yeah 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 winning about a million trophies over there kind of. Thing. <laughs> I think that's put him in good stead just to ease him in a little bit. He knows Barcelona obviously. He knows what's expected. He was my choice to take over, so yeah. I think he'll do all right. I think he'll do all right. We we know the style of football still because we've all seen.
0: Bits and pieces of Al Saad and the, the tick attacker that he incorporated there quite quickly, but is it as simple as the fact that because they've got a few really good youngsters who, let's be honest, in five, six, seven years' time could be competing, they could be Ballon d'Or winners, right? Is it as simple as that that if he gets some experience and stabilizes, that they will go back? Or recently, from me, from what I've seen this season, we associate that. Don't really look like they're gonna concede the goal at the moment. They're like them a lot like Chelsea. Betis decent. Sevilla are decent. As D saying, can he get them in the top four? Is that gonna be a tough arse for this season because of the state that they're in? Uh well
3: they, they blew a three goal lead on the weekend, didn't they? Yeah, get sort of So um, <laughs> he's gonna to have to sort them out defensively for a start, which is, yes. which is massive. I don't know is is Le still there because he's that's a tripe. Um, <laughs> who's the other one? The other one.
0: They've been playing. They've got a Raj. The they've got a Rajo big Biguiza. They don't even play him TT. Well, yeah, hear me. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> there
3: you, there you go. Newcastle, get on the case, man. Oh God,
0: no!
2: Get on the
3: case, to man. TV, We're too busy focusing on Must the have
2: just signed on.
0: Get him TT. That's how you start off. You get the, you get the people that have been outcasted at the bigger clubs. That's how you get, and then you get the big names in. Yeah,
3: know, I, I think strategically this is a very, very clever move from Barcelona because not only do they bring back one of their sons. Yeah. Uh, because Xavi came from Qatar, and yeah. I think they had Qatar Airways as a, as a sponsor. They did indeed. It, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some kind of agreement whereby Barcelona play Al-Sad in some friendlies, much like the WWE do with Saudi Arabia, every yeah. year they go there yeah. to do an event. It wouldn't surprise me if Barcelona have have some kind of agreement with Al-Sad, and it leads to a cash injection one way, because I know it's still fan-owned, isn't it, in some way, shape or form, mm-hmm. They've got the 5149 rule, or model, as they say. Laporte there, but I think Laporte learned his lesson from the last time he was at the club. And don't forget, he's a guy that brought in Ronaldinho. So, you know, he's got a lot of experience and he, he knows the club inside out. So, while, see, they're doing what Man United should be doing, if you're going to bring in someone that knows the club, you bring in someone who's not toxic. You know, you bring in someone that, you know, knows the values, but is going to do things their way. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to just listen to someone in the background saying, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Xavi's going to do things his way. They play a certain style of football, that's how it's going to become. Yeah, and yeah. that's how it should be because they need it right now. Yeah. The fans need it. Um, The club sure as hell fucking need it. And yeah, La Liga they, need they've, it. They've,
0: they've been... Still, they've been like... They, they, ah, D, some of the games I've watched have been horrible. I watched them against... Was it Osasuna? And they put like the most crosses... Ever <laughs> by a Barcelona team into the box and whatnot. I thought I was watching Burnley. It was hideous. <laughs> like yeah, but... and
3: so, so... The, the, the seven people that Xavi has brought in mm. as his backroom stuff, he's known them since he was like well, I know he's this tall, but since you know he was he was a king. <laughs> so these are these are people that he trusts, as I said, they're not people that he's just met off the street or you know. No. So the, the, the philosophy is there. Mm. Um but again, the, the the financial restrictions has hurt them. Um, but this is Barcelona we're talking about. And it, it look, in Spain, I, I seem to remember a, a time when Barcelona weren't winning European Cups. I mean, the first time I remember them winning, it was in 92 when Koeman scored the winner against Sampdoria. Yeah. But Barcelona were never winning European Cups then,
1: yeah.
3: right? It was always Real Madrid, always Real Madrid. And yeah. they, they're still living in their shadow, kind of. Yeah. Um but, as I said, they've got the right man in for the job. He, he commands respect straight away because of who he is, because of the longevity and the lineage that he's had. He hasn't just, you know, he wasn't one of those players that was signed and then he spent five or six years at the club. No, he was there from day dot. Yeah. And he won everything there is to win with arguably the greatest team ever. So he's, he's got that there and he's got that credit in the bank already. But as D-Man said, he's doing things his way and if his way or, or no way. Mm. Um, don't be surprised if Barcelona, maybe in a year's time, year and a half, you hear a bumper deal with Qatar money coming in, especially after the World Cup. Yeah, And then we start talking about FFP like we're dealing with Paris Saint-Germain. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, yeah, we'll leave it there. Episode 17, managerial slaughter. Um, so, yeah, this leave those socials and then wrap it up still you first homie
3: okay then i'm only gonna promote one go on youtube <laughs> and type in no choftes yeah? or just type in olb no choftes you'll find, there you'll find the greatest podcast in the world <laughs> because some podcasts talk about you know uh Certain things that can't even pronounce Atletico Madrid. We have Ooh. World Cup winners. Though. Yeah. So... Well, World, <laughs> World Cup winners. Players that have lifted the the Coupe du Monde. I've so played against the likes of Maradona. Yeah. <laughs> I've worn his shirt. Bought shirts with him. Hot takes. They're dead. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for having your boys?
0: Very, it's a safe place, man. It's a safe place. We all used to watch the Sopranos. You get what I'm saying? It's a safe place,
3: baby.
1: <laughs>
3: right. a <laughs> pleasure. Thank you very much, boys. I mean, like, um, you lot just need to keep doing what you're doing because there's a lot of tripe out there at the moment, and you guys seem to be um carrying the baton for the the pro- the good stuff, so to speak. So yeah. just keep it, just keep it down, boys. Uh, the hot takes.
0: Crew, <laughs> oh or, or be trash, <laughs> real day, no gimmicks.
2: Keep <laughs> <Treat> me now. Getting <laughs> this shit. Man. <laughs> D, D so so. so yeah. First of all, is, is this, if this is going on YouTube, check out the YouTube channel Double D. after, but like, comment, and subscribe, all of that. Um Follow at dd factory underscore on mm-hmm. the Twitter. My Twitter handle is at illphenomenal25, that's phenomenal spelled with an F, and if you can't spell it, you can't follow me, so, yeah. <laughs> also, also,
0: also. You heard the great man. Our usual uh, I say usual, our weekly slot, regular slot, is on On Top FM, 95.5 FM in London. Um, you're best off listening to it on the tune in radio app or the simple radio app, and we air at 10 a.m that's every saturday morning from 10 a.m until midday and uh D's just giving you the the normal page we've also got the podcast page at dd footy pod and you can catch any previous podcasts on uh, our soundcloud which is um, the DD football factory we are also our instagram is DD uh, footy factory underscore as well my personal handles is at double d that's d-u-b-u-l-d-e as you can see if you're watching on um uh just on youtube on all platforms and yeah that's that's it that is a wrap for episode 17 managerial sort of big thanks to Stell.
1: we are our people thank you very much